0: Hello and welcome to the Sensibly Speaking Podcast. This is Chris Shelton, the critical thinker at large, coming at you for another hour of power here on, well, pretty much any platform where good podcasts are sold, you will find the Sensibly Speaking Podcast. And, of course, with video here on YouTube. And this week, you can see I welcome guest Mike Fowick. Now, he is a podcaster, journalist, documentarian. And he actually invited me to an interview a few days ago. And I got so interested in what he was doing and working on that we got to talking. And I said, well, you, you know, come on my show. And he said, yeah. So, we were going to do it next week, a slot opened up, and boom, here we are. So Mike, welcome to the show.
1: thank you for having me I, I love I love you know people don't maybe realize when it comes to not just journalism but especially cult journalism like I said something that sparked anyone's interest and they're more interested, no less you like. <laughs> I'll make a big deal out of you before we start. No, no need to not start on like, you know, niceties. That's really cool. So I'm like up on a high right now that like you would be of all people would be like, I'm interested. So that that, that means a lot to me. So I'm, awesome. I'm really, so now
0: you can just call me names the whole time. I'm
1: pretty excited. <laughs> cool, I'm I got my thing, you know?
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, you are putting together some work on or you have been working on um, this group that I guess we identify as, or they identify as MGTOW, M-G-T-O-W, men... Going their own way. Men going their own way. Okay, now, when this came up, and I actually went and listened to one of your podcasts, you know, your last one, and um, and you're all, you know, you guys really get into, into this group and you've interviewed some people from this group. Um, and you're doing this work around this, and you have sort of put this under an umbrella that I found interesting and and accurate of hashtag cults. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you explain what what you mean by that? Essentially, the world
1: of the internet functions very differently. And I don't mean using the internet in the way you use everyday life. It functions very differently than everyday life. Um, So in other words, you messaging someone, Yes, that's just like sending someone a letter. It's just like speaking to someone in some certain way. But the internet itself operates under these algorithms that are mysterious to everyone, including us. We've had to have several lessons now from people to teach us this stuff. These these groups have adapted and more, more accurately have evolved based on these algorithms. So what it is is the internet rewards certain behaviors. And these groups, because of the way cult members act on the internet, are pushed and the coercion is easier and it's easier to search this stuff based on their behavior. So the way we describe it in a short sentence is, they're groups that use website policy violations and use the general outlet, like, sorry, uh, layout, not outlay, uh, layout of the internet to benefit their cause. and do so in a very loose, fluid way so that they can never be pinned down. Um, But even that can never be is an adaptation. Um, What it is is a hashtag cult experience in general is you have an issue. You're already sad about something. Let's take this group. You have had such bad luck with women, more than bad luck. You've had terrible, terrible breakups, dating experiences, whatever. And you search some pretty angry thoughts about women and how to get, or how to get with them. And you'll be directed to either flat out a red pill group like we're investigating who believes, you know, genetic differences between women and will sort of coerce you into the group. Or you'll be directed to someone along that path of the hashtag. Let's say you get a pickup artist who says, I can teach you how to talk to women. Inevitably within that group, or inevitably the people getting fallout business from that group, are other more cultic groups, more coercive groups, and eventually the indoctrination happens not through a fluid uh, not through a set path, uh, you know, not through a, a, a series of things, but through a more fluid way that the internet functions, which is putting out feelers, putting out hashtags. We do this stuff professionally. It's totally moral. You put out, uh, you, you, you get attached to a hashtag and that becomes something associated with your brand. Well, that's happening with cultic and coercive groups on the internet. So you don't even have to start at having these dark thoughts. You don't, uh, a lot of people I think think I hate women and that's what I search. Oh, you'll definitely get <laughs> one of these groups, but you may start at something as innocent as why, why don't women like me? Or my divorce was terrible. And eventually you'll get pulled. Some people will, you know, not everybody's experience is different. The internet is pointing you and directing you towards the coercive people who, once they get you, it's the regular coercive behavior, love bombing, um, Really shaming you for having bad thoughts, you know, calling your old self stupid, welcoming you into the group, talking about your new life, telling you how things are, are different. And then it's just a cult. Then it's just your standard cult once you're in that group. But the, the, the method of coercion is, or the method of attraction is very different. It's almost done by you and the internet, your relationship with the internet. It's no different than buying a mattress.
0: Well, that's exactly, you, the, exactly as you described. This is, the, this is the evolution of the recruitment line or the introductory lines, as we used to call them in Scientology, (laughs) to getting in new public, right? Getting in your new people. You got to find some peeps out there. And, of course, you put those feelers out there. And this is one of those areas where, yeah, businesses, you know, this isn't some nefarious thing that only these guys are doing. The Internet's built to facilitate this behavior because this is how advertisers work.
1: And it's so fascinating when we've had it, you know, we understood it in in my job and being on the internet and doing video and trying to promote my work. I understood it a little, but then when people laid out the exact details, two things become clear. I always try and say adaptation and evolution, not by choice when it comes to cults. That's a choice that I've made. I don't know whether that's backed up, but I don't see them as doing any of it initially purposefully. And that can't be more true than of hashtag cults. For example, commenting commenting is rewarded by the internet to an unhealthy degree the reason they believe this is because you can spam and create fake sort of ways of getting your work out there fake hits and all those different things so the internet solved that problem they said user engagement that's how we fix it if people actually are talking about it we'll use that as a metric the issue is there if you are scapegoating if you have rage you need to get out if you're writing diatribes about philosophy over and over and over again. If you're hot seating people and shaming people and love bombing people, guess what that involves a lot of? Commenting on the internet. They don't know that that's gonna make their pages and forums more popular. What they know is this idiot needs to get it straight because they're going to fall into the line of, 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 in our case, if we can get into that specifically later, because I know people are probably confused. Using MGTOW philosophy, they're going to fall in line with women. They're going to get married, and I need to save their life. They're going to be suicidal. They might have even said they're suicidal. No, if you're suicidal, don't go to your girlfriend. Don't go to an ex. Don't try and get more dates. Stay, stay alone. Don't get married. This is worse. I, people kill themselves because of this. And so that is not, has nothing to do with the way – You know, someone trying to sell you coffee would say, let's make a funny video. So people comment, it has to do with, they just need to get that information out. And so this adaptation, as you say, it's the evolution. They've adapted, but they don't know it. They don't know. And they get very frustrated. We've shut down our comment section because we noticed it. And the internet stopped rewarding us. We had views go up and up and up as we made videos about this cult up and up and up. And the more we let them talk, and we were very nice to them, and the more they let their rage out, we were very nice to them, videos went up and up and up. We figured out, hey, every video that involves a hashtag cult becomes a forum for that hashtag cult, unmoderated forum. And in many ways, a forum, if you're against it, for you you to be boogeymen, for you to force people further into the group. So we said, we'll shut down those comments. Right,
0: right. All the way down the... Well, I'll tell you what. Let's walk this back a little bit because we have you that was this that whole thing you just said is is exactly this narrative that we're that we're that I wanted to sort of get it that I wanted to have you walk us through. And so let's let's walk it back a little bit because you you there's terminology here, right? There's loaded language. We are talking about cultic activity, and the loaded language has to do with men's rights activists. Now, if you guys remember, a couple of years ago. I did a show on the Red Pill documentary, and that's what it's called, The Red Pill. And it's a documentary made by and for men's rights activists. And I kind of broke down. I didn't do a review of that movie, but I based, you know, somebody sent me a link to it and said, is, are these guys culty? And I kind of said, well, yeah, they kind of are. But I also broke down that not everything they're saying or promoting or pushing for is completely nonsensical or even extreme. However, when you have an extremist group, they're going to do extremist things, and the message gets lost in the middle because of all the extremism, and it just becomes destructive. And that's why we call them destructive cults. (laughs) So we don't want to, you know, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't want to, you know, say, well, just because a men's rights activist said this, it must be false. However... (laughs) We got to be clear that there's behavior that is completely not wanted there, you know?
1: One of the really difficult things, and I was actually complimented by somebody yesterday. One of the really difficult things when explaining cults to people is, and this is from my experience, like I'd love to know your take on it too. People are so stuck on the idea that it's the philosophy that gets people into the cult. And it's something we brush up against all the time That it isn't the behavior of the members themselves It's the behavior of how they treat each other And so we've had a difficult time explaining to people You can turn any belief system into a a a cult So long as Mm -hmm. you rip each other down And keep it enforced and all these different things But that's really tough when people are saying tough things Like this group says about women And it's also equally as tough when they say things like what's wrong with me saying I want to be single for the rest of my life? We go, both ends of the spectrum are so difficult to explain. And that's the, the thrust of uh, red pill people in general is a distrust of women. Now, how do you say to someone, you being single, that's the problem? You can't look at the philosophy, even if it's horrible in some of the stuff they say. And when you say one of the, when you bring that up, I bring this up because people will say, Oh, I know about this group. They're not a cult. Here's what they believe. I go, you don't know about any group. That's a cult. If you don't know how they treat each other, it doesn't matter what they believe. Exactly. And so it's been very okay. frustrating for them to say, for them to present, you know, there's that party line and that right. party line plays has played really well. So even if it's a fringe party line, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy.
0: Well, exactly. And that's, and because this is such a, Okay. Um, we are talking about a group of men who actually do have some female support, oddly enough, like this red pill thing had a, had a woman connected with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what that's about. But like, we're obviously talking about a group that is majorly men who are upset with their situation in terms of their, as you mentioned, their relationships, their, their lack of a sex life, etc., We've seen this blow up with the insults, the the involuntary celibates, as they the self-proclaimed, mm-hmm. where there's actually been violence and, and even murder. So we know that this can go that far. Mm-hmm. But there are, like everything we talk about on this channel, there are spectrums to this. Yeah. And you're highlighting, you know, at the other end of this spectrum, you have, well, look, I'm just saying I'm going to be single. What's the problem? Well, obviously, when that's that in and of itself isn't a problem. Yeah. But what other behavior is connected with this group? And as you're pointing out, that's the, that's really the the correct line of attack, because y- you can argue beliefs is just belief versus belief. My ideas, my opinions versus yours. You don't get anywhere with that.
1: Let's go uh, if I can just to illuminate people quickly. People are screaming at their screens. Incel <laughs> that word that that word was invented by a woman. i want to to to, to point that out even though, mm-hmm. and I want to to group them with incels other than for historical nature. Um, but let's go through, before we get into specifics, yeah. exactly what MGTOW believe. Now, there, it, it's my theory that there's a, because of the, the, the fluid nature of this, indoctrination doesn't take a straight path. It is in several, almost Venn diagrams or overlapping circles.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I just wanted to tell you real fast, it's the same thing in the flat Earth world. Yes. It's gateways. Mm-hmm. there are it, gateways yeah. you have to walk through to get to flat earth no one goes zero to flat earth on day one right right and
1: and, and the way they, they 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 get you and i'm gonna say get you because it is coercion. Sure. your proximity to people who would coerce you so it's not necessarily that the group is saying you know we have this path of you knowing stuff you know from a to z we're not, we're, 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 we are not going we are we do not have this direct path we have you become in proximity to more and more in the group people. So at the outside is the idea that you have trouble with women and that can be explained via the nature of hypergamy.
0: And yes, what's this word? Hypergamy.
1: That's taken me like eight eight to 12 months of investigation to get it. But yeah, hyper, hyper, there's a lot of loaded language. Mm -hmm. Hypergamy is the, is a, In their opinion it's a real word but in their opinion they've co-opted it to be a genetic desire for women to have a better marital spouse situation with men by the way is the caveat that they add to it so you then learn about hypergamy and there's this instant release which is to say ah my problems with my (laughs) girlfriend was wait? Do you have a definition?
0: Yeah. See, hypergamy as a word simply means the action of marrying a person of a superior caste or class. Right.
1: And That's, even I'm in their their loaded language at this point, and I can't not. Right.
0: Yeah. But they've you 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 said they've actually made it a biological imperative. Yes. yes. Wow. So they actually are claiming genetic uh, issues yeah. here. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and a and literal it's, and, genetic fallacy.
1: <laughs> and it, it's interesting, too, because you'd probably even have pushback from some of them saying we claim it's genetic. We claim it's societal is what mm-hmm. some of them will say. We raise women different, which we've heard a lot of great cult experts talk about the use of, you know, back in the day. And, and, and one of the interesting parts about it is that it creates a wonderful confirmation bias, because if you say back in the day, things used to be different. You can't prove it. And so all, you, all it does is help prove that nowadays it's better. Nowadays, it's worse. And so it's an interesting thing that they would, they would also say it's due to society. There's some of them that would say it's due to societal things, but they definitely believe in terms of genetics that it's only attributed to women. And so that mm-hmm. is throughout all of them a genetic belief. Mm-hmm. And that's the first step. That would be understanding what they mean by hypergamy, if they don't want to admit it, is getting red-pilled red pilling refers to the matrix. Um, and to them, that's the truth. That's the truth that they're trying to get you. And they use this word blatantly as a way to, to, uh, coerce people and a way to indoctrinate people from there comes your path.
0: Uh, I'll just remind everybody in case, I, I mean, you'd think everybody knows this at this point but you know I, I to I, I when I read on Reddit that today I learned there used to be floppy disks, I'm like, really? Okay, so I'm not gonna assume anybody out there knows anything, right? <laughs>
1: Non-three, non-non-three-inch floppy disks. How about that? that today I learned they know.
0: Floppy <laughs> disks. They were floppy. Anyway, um, the quote from the movie The Matrix that this red pill—if this confuses you in any way—the the the thing comes from the movie, and it's you're you're basically presented with a red pill or a blue pill, and one of the two things you're gonna have two different outcomes. If you take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. Uh, You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. In other words, you're going to get the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Are you ready for it, baby? Right? And that's getting red pilled. Mm -hmm. So that's where that comes from.
1: From there comes different paths. There's incel, incel. And this is the whole red pill cult culture. There's incel, which sometimes is called derisively a black pill, um, there's, and then there's a the red pill culture, there's MGTOW, there you could stay in pick up artists, which is definitely coercive, slightly less culty, but weirdly with more leaders, um, like specific leaders who will like kung fu style sort of argue over who's right. Um, and to say, I want to address incel while we're on it because it all comes from pickup artists and incel and, and, and red pill. And then you, you land at MGTOW, which is not the most recent of these. There's other gr- groups as well, but they are the largest and the current sort of incarnation in, in our opinion. To say that MGTOWs haven't been violent is to ignore that they come from incels. Mm. It's to ignore the adaptation it's to ignore the fact that they've learned if they say incel on the internet, you'll look at them funny. It's the same reason they've learned they can't say they're following a specific leader because they know about cults. They, they are very, these people are very aware of how you perceive them on the internet. What you'll then do is find a creator or a forum to keep red pilling yourself, to keep this confirmation bias going. And if people are wondering where I'm getting it from, if you listen to the hashtag cult podcast, They admit to these things, unlike any other cult I've heard of, which I'm not crazy educated. They admit I need to keep indoctrinating myself. They admit I I, I," they, they almost are aware consciously because of this metaphor of red pill. I have all these biases from my youth. I need to keep watching the content. I need to keep talking to people. And then it turns into the crusader element of this. And those are in the deepest part.
0: Okay, well let me let me let you know that that phenomenon is not unique to the internet or to MIGTOW. This is um, this is a, this is fear-based thinking, obviously, almost paranoid-based thinking. Of I'm going to lose the magic formula if I let it go for a minute. I'm going to they've got the magic in a in a in a container, right? It's right there lightning in a, in a you know, bottle or whatever, and they're afraid that they're gonna lose sight of it. Oh, I'll, I'll get, re- because part of the dogma, remember, is that society is brainwashing you, into these, you know, into these roles and that women have all this power. I mean, it's sort of the reverse patriarchy. It's a matriarchy sort of point of view, you know?
1: And what's fascinating is how they are, the only thing they are unaware of is the co-opting of feminism. If you look at the deeper MGTOW beliefs, um, you know, and I say deeper as in when you get really into the, the core groups of it, all those people there really believe it. Remember, it's fluid. So you may be someone who identifies as MGTOW and go, I don't believe that, but they know someone who does believe that and they're in pretty close proximity and they're hearing those ideas all the time, even if they're rejecting them, which as you know with cults, is common. You're always rejecting the more extreme idea. It's being put in front of you so you can keep rejecting it until you don't.
0: Exactly. How often are they meeting up, if at all, in real life? Hmm. Uh, Because that's another factor to the self-radicalization process here, right? In that you are... You know, it's sort of self-radicalizing. You keep going to the internet and watching this stuff or engaging with this stuff, um, purposefully doing that, you know what I mean? Not necessarily with the end in mind that you're going to be a fanatic, but, you know, that's, that's kind of the path people walk. So I'm curious, you know, how much of, of uh, the real world comes into play with this?
1: What's interesting about this group and what's very scary to me for men that I've met who say to me, I've been in this, I got out, I... Or I'm sort of close to these ideas. I'm afraid I'll relate to them. Or that I, you know, if not for if not for a ship passing in the night, that would have been me. You know, when I hear this from men, it is a large part of it, and the stem of it is people who don't interact well socially. So the desire to this is a cult that caters to those who want to be independent. Men going their own way. One of the ways we talked the other day about cult leaders denying that they're a cult by simply saying like no, and one of the ways that they'll deny they're a cult is they're not a group. We're a bunch of individuals. We are individualism. We are rugged individualists, and that's why this thing goes. So to say, do they meet up in real life? It wouldn't. It wouldn't suit them. And the group doesn't target those who would want to meet up in real life. It targets the the, the you know alone it targets those who from its start and i'm not calling people lonely or whatever or non-social you do not fall upon this unless you start to have doubts about dating women half interacting with half of society is is paramount putting doubt in that is paramount so you're always going to have this resistance to meet up in real real life and they are very afraid of doxing they're very afraid of their information being exposed. Someone using a real name is very rare. So, again, meeting in real life would be counterintuitive.
0: Okay. Well, that's that reinforces, that clarifies and reinforces some ideas I've had about this. And because this is a developing subject, this idea of hashtag cults or internet cults. Is, is a very new look at how people are interacting and the dynamics of their interactions. And you're describing some of the new phenomena that we're seeing. This business of rebranding very quickly is fascinating to me because I've watched Scientology over the decades rebrand itself, not change its basic dogma or content in any way, but how it presents itself itself. You know the names it uses even have changed over the years. So in real life, you will see these processes happen, of uh, of the PR moves, the way that you try to identify, and the the ways the, you know the hashtags you use, et cetera. Um, We used to call those slogans, right? Logos. Or you used to have all those old words for that. And uh, (laughs) let's make us a
1: jingle for this
0: company. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So you would so but the rebranding was necessary because culture changes society changes. 1950s America was not 1960s America, 1970s America. And Scientology changed with the times on the surface to, do, to, to, to adjust to that. I think the speed with which this is happening is fascinating now because the internet's so much faster and people are aware of things so much faster. Do you, th- do you think that's what I'm talking about is, is, is accurate from your the observations
1: of, of this? The speed of it?
0: And, the, and, the, and the, the need for rebranding, as you brought up.
1: Absolutely. In the time that we've done this, things have changed in MGTOW. In the time we started, uh, under a year ago, things have changed. Um, they were, uh, the MGTOW Reddit, for example, was quarantined, which means you have to um, log in, you have to sort of confirm every time you go on it, yes, I'm willing to look at this. They instantly made a, a new Reddit, which operates under a new name. And they now claim that they save all these forums, that someone backs them up. Um, they And I'll, I'll say to that, to, to the speed of it, we often derisively talk about the world right now in saying we want everything instantaneous. We want instant gratification. That instant gratification, whether or not that's changed inside people, functionally on the internet, it's so much quicker. I break up with my girlfriend I take out my phone and on the bus ride home, I could be indoctrinated. That's, that's a crazy speed that even without the adaptations is, is fascinating to see people go through mm-hmm. these things. On top of that, I have an emotional day. I am going to scapegoat this and take it out and indoctrinate more people. Boom, I can do it while I'm in the bathroom. And so the, the, the speed, which with those things happen with any internet cult is also you know, fascinating. the 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 exponential nature I think of of commenting of backlinks which is a a SEO
0: term is for example I I actually hold on what What, what is that what do you mean backlinks what how are you using that term
1: so in the world (laughs) I've literally just learned stuff in the world of SEO search engine optimization, how you find stuff on the internet. Should you link to something? The internet says, good job. This is important. More important than something nobody has shared. So if you go on a forum and you go, this makes website is really cool. Boom. I go above Chris Shelton because he didn't do two posts about. So one versus two. Now you have people wanting to scapegoat. They share it to their individual blogs. That's not one versus four it's one versus like 16. Now they have something called, um, I believe it's called uh, dominance. And so now they have website dominance. So it's not that you have one link and they have four. It's that they, you have one link, they have four links of the same link shared. And that original link now has 16 times the power of your first link. And that, that there's, there's a way if you are an ethical journalist to go into your website and say don't don't count this as seo it's 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 called no follow and no follow means don't don't try and boost it because it's not it's a bad thing but if you're an internet sleuth if you're just someone who sees something even you talking about it makes it more popular and that's that's that speed that's really hard for people to understand is that it's it grows in strength For people to self indoctrinate in it it would be like if you every time you handed out a flyer that person automatically gave that flyer to 20 people it's it's a crazy it's a crazy speed that 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 i think is is shocking to me and that's how it's grown it's grown simply half the people looking into it are apparently just researching
0: uh right that's like flat earth yeah Again, same thing. I mean, the reason these videos get so many views isn't because there's so many flat earthers. It's because there's so many people who can't believe somebody could possibly believe that, you know, and they have to go watch. And if you watch for 15 seconds, that's a view and YouTube counts it and boom, there you are, you know, so.
1: And a YouTube thing for SEO YouTube stuff, which is slightly different. I'll say this too. You work in mental health. You're you're, you're pursuing a a doctorate, correct?
0: Uh, Eventually, Uh, yeah. I'm on a uh, master's program now.
1: The, the hashtag mental health is beans compared to MGTOW. MGTOW, if you use what's called vidIQ, which measures hashtags, has a fluctuates during our investigation, 70 to 80% effectiveness in terms of driving traffic to your thing, which if that's out of 100, 100% effectiveness mean, would mean that you're definitely going to get someone to go see it. Uh, or that, you know, you're going to get factored into to talking about this 78% mental health, almost zero in the, in the, 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 the vid IQ thing. So <laughs> the zeal at which someone wants to do something negative is much greater than the zeal at which someone wants to do something positive. And the internet is unbiased as much as we think that there's these systems against us for the most part the algorithms, not the people, the algorithms are unbiased. They're not great, but they're unbiased. Well,
0: you know? that's, that's exactly right. And if you watch The Social Dilemma, you'll get, you know, you'll get the people who made it tell you about it, you know, yeah. so you don't have to hear it from us. I mean, they'll tell you straight up. The Internet's giving you what you want to see. <laughs> that's what it's designed to do. So if you're wondering why you're seeing stuff, well, that's what the algorithms think you want, you know.
1: Crazy. More deeply into MGTOW, there are harsher beliefs. Um, MGTOW yeah, saves lives is for sure the biggest one to watch out for. MGTOW saves lives is code word for the idea that any and all suicides are caused by women. Any male suicide is caused by a woman. Um, that's one of the very the most extreme they have. Second to that, and only because it doesn't involve direct lives being in danger, is a very common belief that artificial wombs will replace women and getting into the idea of eugenics. um, Those are two very scary uh, ideas that are being pushed on people and considering they are targeting via, I don't think purposefully, but via what they believe and what they put out there, they are blatantly targeting people who are mentally ill. Mm -hmm. And those,
0: and so how, how, how does that work? Because of the suicide, you mean?
1: MGTOW saves lives, suicide, and it's going into a forum. You, you go into this, you find about the, about the word hypergamy, and something clicks with you. And I'm not a psychologist, I'm repeating what other people say. Mm-hmm. That, that scapegoating sets something off in you. That feeling of it being taken off of your shoulders sets something off in you. And in the likelihood of red pill cults, you'll then go and post in a forum that's when and i'm not gonna explain this term because i'm sure you or your viewers already know it and you can mm-hmm. explain it better that's when the love bombing starts it's oh, yeah. not your fault it's the women's fault you know this already that's why you're posting here it's these women's fault just avoid them look i lost all this money that's when the negative reinforcement starts i lost all this money i lost my kids i can't use i went to jail you know oh it's so here's all these things here's this article you're doing good like we'll accept you just focus on yourself and so That person is feeling good when the weight is lifted off of their shoulder and is then susceptible, they're self indoctrinating. I've said it's like you self cold read on the internet. Normally a good cold reader uh, has to kind of guess and make vagaries and get you in there. The internet is set up for you to cold read yourself and you type in stuff that eventually leads you to the thing that is fake, but sounds the most true to you. And that's how they're targeting these people. They are worried about killing themselves. And so when someone says, look, women, if you're with one long enough, she'll kill themselves. You'll you'll kill kill yourself because they're so insufferable. Ah, I don't have to worry about the suicidal thoughts I've had. I don't have to worry about them anymore. I'm safe. And as far as experts have told me, for a little bit, that kind of works. For a little bit, it, it, it does work for a second. Mm-hmm. And now there's sunk cost. Now, they, they did save my life, I guess. As opposed to if this didn't exist, the proper people would have come in. If this wasn't on the internet, the right channels would have been there. You would have arrived at the, at the right place. And they also would have saved your life. There's not one path to this. And so now you're in sunk cost. Now they've saved your life. Now it is effective. And now you're pretty much in the cult. And those are the members I worry about.
0: Yeah, and with good reason, because saving somebody's life when somebody's, well, you know, that when, when somebody thinks that's the truth and or if it is the truth as far as they're concerned, and with something like that, it very really is a subjective opinion, then they're all in. You know, that's, uh, that's, as, that's as much help as you could possibly get from somebody else's them saving your life. So I get that. Hey everyone. You know, they say that knowledge is power and knowing is half the battle. And you know what? I agree. And thanks to The Great Courses Plus, we get to tap into that power with just a click. With this streaming service, you unlock unlimited access to objective, reliable, and very interesting information on virtually any subject, learning from the brightest minds around the world. You benefit from their years of experience and unique insight to help formulate our own knowledge and perspectives. With over 40,000 five-star reviews on The Great Courses Plus, you truly can master so many skills and subjects. I'm recommending that in these times of political and social upheaval, which is, you know, pretty rough right now, one of the best courses you can do is called How Digital Technology Shapes Us. We are being bludgeoned with data right now, and it's really important to know fact from fiction. Tap into this power of knowledge. Join me and thousands of other learners and sign up for The Great Courses Plus. And my listeners can check out any course or lecture for free today. That's free access to their entire library. Don't wait any longer. Sign up today using my special URL, thegreatcoursesplus.com critical. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash critical. I'm curious about the hive mind aspect of this because this is a leaderless activity. You mentioned gatekeepers with the uh, single dating advice guys, you know, channels like that, Um, and uh, and of course those channels exist, and, you know, they're varying degrees of, uh, you know, be a stud and treat women this way and you'll have them flocking to you and isn't this wonderful? So here's the sort of outer layer. If you imagine the sphere or this, this this big circle of this and you have this outer layer of it and people are gatewaying into this or they're coming in through other routes as well. It doesn't just have to be through through dating advice. Um, what's it you know what's feeding one imagines, in you know, as I think about this, uh, this, this internet-based activity that that you have a collection of people sort of feeding into this community through hashtags and comments. Are there people who arise as as leaders or as originators or celebrities within this world, even if we wouldn't call them quote unquote leaders? Mm-hmm. You know, we have um, hearkening back a couple of years to my my red pill podcast we had, you know, this guy Paul Elam putting out tons of content towards men's rights activists. I th- I'm not sure if that's a subset of this or part of it or what this evolved from or or just or whatever. Not really important. I'm just wondering if there are other types of you know, heads above the shoulders of others t- sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to I want to first before we do that just put, make one small comment on Sure. the sphere of the, the the manosphere why that word is
0: oh is that what they call it the manosphere yeah.
1: i can i honestly guys i try and take this up. i have all the sympathy for the people in this but the words are just so it's so embarrassing to say these things so the manosphere why i think that's an appropriate thing that they don't really realize is it isn't paths of radicalization these feed each other the pickup artist that fails you you become an incel the, the incel who now thinks he has a chance, ah, I'll turn to pickup artists. The red pillar, and there's tons of these people that leave this cult and go, I can't get rid of these thoughts. I have a hard time not doing these things when I want to date women. And they're really brave people. I want to say that right away. They're really brave people for trying, the comfort of a system is so powerful that these people are saying, I'm going to try it without the system, even if, it's, even if that was a bad system, it gave me safety. They do feed each other. Uh, so that's to, to, to just address the manosphere at large. It's not, you don't get out right away. There's mm-hmm. rebound I think that in terms of, of-
0: That's a good point, that there's levels of this that people are bouncing around in.
1: And which I know is common. I've learned uh, from Rachel Bernstein, that's not recidivism, if that's the word you want to use, is common uh, with, uh, I guess I guess, lapsing, relapsing is probably a more appropriate word and sensitive word relapsing into a cult is is common it's a part of the, the, I know,
0: the... So one study i saw and i can only cite one because i need to look into it deeper but so don't don't think this is the final word on it but i've seen as high as 75 80 percent will end up back in the cult or in another one of a you know uh-huh. often of a similar nature and that shocked me that's a high that's a lot so I, you know, like I said, don't, don't necessarily quote me on that, but it's the only study I've seen.
1: I mean, even if it's half of that,
0: it's (laughs) right.
1: So what I try and liken it to, to answer your question about leadership is older models. And this is the patience that I'm learning from people like you, older models that people know about get a lot more leeway in explaining it. Mm -hmm. Christian cult is nothing. It's nothing, there's thousands of them. It doesn't describe any one cult, it describes many. So when you say, are there leaders, are there these things like that, I have to, we coined the term red pill cult because there are many factions using the same philosophy and, but they've adapted and they know not to say, I follow this YouTuber. They know not to say, I listen to this person who I talk with on the internet because they know that that will sound culty to you. So that's the adaptation, but for sure they have two or three people that they follow. A way that they get around is the celebrities and infamy people are generally not always boogeyman, like me, I'm, I'm certainly to some of them a boogeyman, that I'm saying they're a cult and there's been videos made about me um, within minutes of me doing something, uh, but it, it, It's also within the group, they used it to reinforce their beliefs. And so someone from the pickup artist world, what an idiot, let's all go trash him. He said this thing about MGTOW this week. We've talked to some of those guys too. He's an idiot and you know, we'll bounce off of him. Now his group is doing the same. They're using that to indoctrinate, and it never comes back around to, I don't know, women. it's always between each other and that's that's the key to, to, to this whole thing is they get away they hide in plain sight with we just believe this they hide in plain sight with it's 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 not I'm not a I'm not a leader no one's like listening to me go and be an individual I also equivocate it to the idea of which I hear from a lot of other cult members you're you're free to leave how many cult leaders say you're free to leave and that's the evolution you're free to leave has turned into no 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 no. i'm just talking about this one idea you don't have to go to me which of course they don't there's tons of other people who would indoctrinate them but it sets up faith to say that 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 you know people have talked better about the effect of that i don't want to go into it but in other words this idea of you're free to leave is is kind of how those leaders Don't appear to be leaders, if you know what I
0: mean. I totally get what you're saying, And, and far from, I mean, that's denial of what they exactly what they're doing is a common, you know, hypocritical tactic of every destructive cult out there. I mean, you know, we talked about Teal Swan taking the entire cult checklist and going, nope, 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 I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do this, and that's all her followers needed to hear to be convinced. She's not a cult leader, right? So, so clearly, denial is part of the package. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious about in terms of how I would think about, or what I'm, what I'm, what I'm genuinely curious about here is where does the dogma come from? You know, we have this hive mind where lots of people are contributing, but who are the trendsetters, and how do they trend set?
1: So. This is one of the conspiracies I cannot confirm because it's a great conspiracy to say to someone and it could easily be trolling. I'll throw this one thing that someone has said to us and we have video that they've sent to us, a member of this group who tried to tell me I didn't understand it. Uh, they, this one person, and I've seen this nowhere else, uh, claims that there's a, 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 a I think they call it a council of YouTube creators that decide who's in and who's out and who can and do these things. Uh, I don't really believe it. I, I, uh, because as a journalist, I have no evidence of it and it seems fairly sophisticated for what's going on in the group. Otherwise, um, if they want to try and prove that this exists and come out and saying to that there's no evidence that they didn't just get the idea from me saying it on here as well. So it's a, a difficult thing to, to, to prove, but where, where the dogma is coming from and this is how we can trace its path and mm-hmm. we can trace its pathology, you know, in the same way, I always like to point out a book called Cy- uh, 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 um, Success, uh, Cybernetics, which was a, a book written by a contemporary of Hubbard. And you can see the pathology of other problematic thinkings in the world. Uh, the book is very clearly trying to dope some of that language and all those things. Mm-hmm. So we can't make, say for sure in that instance, look, he got all of this from Hubbard. But we can say, boy, it seems like he didn't come up with the idea of success cybernetics until after Dianetics. And it sounds a lot like the other book. So if people want to pursue a copyright infringement there, I think you have a great case. But it, the, the other idea is that we can trace it to pickup artists, not just because of the people, and we're trying to do some forensics of it, but because of the, the belief system that women can be gamed, that women are not responding emotionally, that women are are not responding. They're not responding. I'm I'm saying it in sort of the wrong emphasis. They're not responding emotionally, they're reacting. They're having reactions that you can predict. This all comes from the more radicalized pickup artists. It Mm -hmm. comes from that world. So where does the dogma come from? The hive mind, and this is what's more concerning to me, and, and also more hopeful to me, about it is it only exists in sort of, if you've ever played that sort of team building exercise of keeping a ball up in the air, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that's where it exists. It exists in the idea that it keeps existing. And there are written websites, there are websites with these names in them. There are people that publish books that will claim they invented them. No one has any real claim. Um, But that's sort of One of the things that's making it difficult to pinpoint down as well, and what makes it great as an internet cult and why it's an evolution is like a lot of ideas. There are people who spend lots of time saying, let's find where that meme started. Let's find, and now there are groups that do this. They they, they make sure to track all the memes every day and and do image searches and, and things like that. With coded language on the internet, with evolving coded language, you have to have the ability to say, let's look at AWALT, a coded word of theirs. All women are terrible. How do you track that? Do you track the acronym? Okay, we track the acronym back to this person. Is that the first time they use the acronym? Is that the first time they typed the acronym? Did they say it on YouTube and that video hasn't been transcribed? Did they they used to say all women are terrible? You know, it, it becomes a way to disguise their own coded language. And so to say, where does it come from? in the scariest terms, I can say the internet,
0: <laughs> right? I get it. I get it. The
1: nature it. of the internet and that's how they hide too. It's, it's.
0: Right. Uh... Huh. Is there, it's the, I think I know the answer to this question, but I, but I, but I, again, I'm genuinely curious. Um, you know, with QAnon, one of the, one of the outgrowths you see from this and QAnon is, it, it, you know, again, a purely internet based cult. Um, you know flat earth goes back over a century it's not not internet based it never was uh only exclusively that you know as a phenomenon but um qanon this there's a lot of merch connected with qanon mm-hmm. but these guys seem like very reticent to identify in any way outside of these forums i i, I but so i'm wondering is there are, is anybody making money off of this
1: yeah um chiefly youtubers um i'd say what makes and you know to be honest it it is it is a little bit they call themselves monks Monks. and monks yes and based on the celibate nature of their lives. of course the other thing i didn't mention because we sort of stopped just mgtow don't masturbate they don't believe in that and that's a big thing in the manosphere which is something i'd like to say publicly on this podcast um there's a stereotype about these people that they're touching themselves all the time. Uh, quite the opposite. Everyone, uh, oh. people who touch themselves are generally more sexually open, have an awareness of it, uh, in a safe setting. That is, um, they are not doing that. And that's part of it is that that is a weakness. So this group and why they're more of a concern to me than pickup artists is because, of a push by the group to stop profiteering, a push to be more radical, to be more devout to this idea. So there are other groups, lower down, there are YouTubers who make money, of course. I also wanna say this, is that if you, in terms of QAnon, I hate to compare it, but I I caution everyone to go talk to someone in these groups, be nice to them, but go talk to them if you wanna understand it, if you wanna understand their members because to me, the way they type, the amount they're able to read, the amount we know they're watching my videos and commenting on them, there's a low retention. And I'm not saying this in any way, I think it's the cause of the cult. There's low retention, there's a high need to type, there's a high need to act before thinking. And I'm saying this as a journalist, not as a psychologist. I see them unable to finish a two sentence thing I wrote and yet able to write a 12 paragraph response to it. I I see that happening. I see an ability to ignore and skip over things. And I think that because they push the more devout, there isn't a focus to make merch. And because these are people who have a hard time in life, I don't think any system other than YouTube would get you any money. I think that this is a group which functions really purely off of narcissistic, and I'm guessing at that, I'm hoping that more psychologists take a look at it, narcissistic needs, that abuser need to indoctrinate someone, to be above someone, to be superior to someone, and that's what the group feeds off of. It's their, it's their harmful, harmful, terrible therapy. That's the profiteering, is that they need this group to be this angry to continue this cycle of rage so that those scapegoating works. If it doesn't get more rageful, then it doesn't work. Or if it doesn't get more—I'm going to say it's another way because they'll say they're not all rageful. If it doesn't get more certain, it doesn't work. It doesn't, and I know that's true of every cult. But that it is very this very pure in a lot of ways, cult that it's just about feeling that superiority. Um,
0: yeah, it's very insightful and very helpful to know about this group because that's because that's that's. Very culty characteristic and uh, very much in line with, with what we know about that headspace. Also, mm-hmm. you brought up, just touched on, and, and I reminded me, I wanted to mention this earlier as well, the faux therapy aspect of this. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because this is providing a, this, you know, the, the reason, if you were going to really whittle it down to, you know, reductionist ideas, <laughs> you know, people join cults because the cult did something for them. It met some emotional need the person had, if you want to get a little more specific, and then you get into the individual ways that groups can do that, and they can do that in thousands of different ways depending on the emotional needs of the person in front of them. so, just to comment on that, so the yeah, the faux therapy aspect of it is is rough because when people come in that way and they start feeling like they're becoming more of a man and more who they're supposed to be, and this is how my identity really is, and they start you know the 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 self categorization process begins of of identity and i, I love talking about that. I love that uh, whole idea but it's 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 psychological you know theory stuff so I'm not going to talk about it too much right now but it's it's fun stuff to get into to figure out the headspace of people who are in these in these places um, okay so the profiteering isn't isn't a thing there are hints here or there are there are indications or or flags here of, um, perhaps some mental disorders or mental health issues with some or that that could push people in this direction. We brought up the, you know, the suicidal ideation earlier. Are there other manifestations of mental health issues that you've directly observed in your research over the last year with this?
1: Abuse by family members and uh, drug or alcohol problems. Um, That's admitted that those are things people are going through. Um, uh, The mental health thing in general ptsd whatever it may be that they're going through we have one person who you know said i'm untreated and sort of told us a story that didn't really line up but i'm untreated that's what they that's what that's what they They said i went i didn't do it i didn't like the in one case of someone i talked to they uh said that the therapist was too hot for them to focus um so that was a good enough reason i guess to not keep going but a thing that I think, you know, to push is men don't like going to therapy. It's a huge issue in this country. It's a huge issue in the world right now. Men just don't go to therapy. So the other side of it that I have to say is one person told me, um, uh, uh, I'm I'm blanking on his name now of the, of the men's resource center in Michigan, uh, was telling me it used to be called covert depression. And that's a great word for it to understand this. They are, inherently people who don't open up. And so the only way that we've kind of gotten them to open up is through a technique of just listening and hearing about their life story and wanting to hear about it. And they don't realize that there might be a connection between abuse and joining this cult. There might be a connection between alcoholism, depression, whatever it may be and joining this group. And so I've observed directly, um, that that's been said to me that's the first person thing that's the the, you know everything i'm saying is from talking to these people i've done no and i i i I, to do it gently and to go and look into these groups go look at how they talk to each other ask a question of someone be kind and gentle to them but they this is all from talking to them i've derived none of what i call wikipedia knowledge it's it's based on the fact that i'm one of the few people when they comment to not call them a troll and tell them to explain to me what it what it is now i wouldn't call this a mental health problem but another thing that we haven't covered and this applies to some findings in other investigations that i'm quoting not my own of flat earth um i've seen with my own eyes the migtails tell me there's a large sect of them which come from christianity and the part that i think is more dangerous there's a large amount of them who say they come from fundamental christian groups uh mm-hmm. specifically. And, mm-hmm that seems to be a common sense to me yeah and it's almost not talked about at all in flat earth and it's almost not talked about at all in MGTOW is that there is huge factions huge factions of them which were raised in fundamental Christianity Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and it doesn't come up until you ask them about it
0: it's correct now I commented on that with the flat earthers because I I don't know if you know this I went to a flat earth convention that was here in Denver the International Flat Earth Conference happened here two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I went to it, and uh, and I'd gone to a Flat Earth meeting before that up in Fort Collins, and I found out right away in just sitting quietly listening to them talk to one another about their beliefs and whatnot, that the the vast majority of them are, are deeply fundamentalist Christian, and that's the basis for their Flat Earth belief.
1: Mm-hmm and one of the, the traditional
0: would, gender roles i think would would contribute a lot to what you know and the, and the sort of you know the 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 uh, de- very definitely patriarchal structure family etc that that exists in fundamentalist christian households i think feeds right into this
1: 100% and it's it's fascinating because one of the things that now hashtag cult investigators from the ones that i've talked to do is notice the overlap we did an interview about Mud Fossil University, which is less, uh, no less big and, and has a definite leader to it. But um, I said, can I find MGTOWs in this group? And I learned later that other hashtag cult investigators will do the same. Can I find QAnon in your group? Can I find this Christian uh, you know, pastor who has a cult on YouTube? Can I find him in yours? And you do, you find overlap and it presents an even bigger problem to the the red pill cults and to flat earth, which is that if you're going to find people who are susceptible to ideas and coercion, there's no better place than a group that you already know. And you'll see it of course, in a positive, these people are open-minded. I bet if I go in this forum, I can talk about MGTOW. I bet I don't have to be afraid to talk about it here. I bet I can talk about XYZ. And over time, those words kind of go away and they learn to hide the ones that get more of a response sometimes from the outside, sometimes from the inside. But you know, the thing I, I, I'm trying to push to everyone is you can't know this through Wikipedia knowledge. Listen to the podcast, listen to the people that we've talked to. We're doing an episode about our comments section really soon. We're gonna, we have some actors lined up to do a reading of it. So it's an audio experience. You can understand this in, when you call it a philosophy. You need to understand, we have videos with a hundred views and close to 300 comments was the biggest proportion we had. Some of that's me responding, but in terms of sheer word count, I am like, hmm, can you, can, you, can you explain that to me? I don't understand it. TLDR is the internet term, too long, don't read. And some of them are even aware of it. It is not the same, it's, it's this, this zealotry. And I, I think I veered off your question, but it, it, it's, there's a bigger risk to say, you're gonna bump into other people. This desire to indoctrinate that gives you sort of strength is then going into other groups. And you see a Flat Earth leader, or or, or, or not a hashtag cult leader, be pitched these ideas. You can go and search whatever hashtag cult, you know, we're gonna, I wanna investigate Flat Earth next. I'm really thinking either Flat Earth or um, inspirational speakers um, for- for,
0: Motivational speakers?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you find an
0: industry there.
1: And and that's, you know, we want to breed a thing of talking about hashtag cults as a new phenomenon. And so if you take a look at the list that we think are suspected, I can only confirm red pill cults and MGTOW cults. I haven't done these other investigations. But if you look at mud fossil, if you look at Flat Earth, if you look at QAnon, if you look at, um, yeah, you know, I don't want to list more, but... Go and see, go into QAnon, go into a QAnon forum, see if there's MGTOWs. Go into a MGTOW forum and see if there's some flat earthers. You won't find any flat earthers in, in, in Mud Fossil, as I've learned, because it's all different. And that's, that's the thing I really wanna push on people. There's this big trend on the internet to be like, and now we understand it. Every cult is different. Every cult member is different. From listening to, to shows like yours and Indoctrination and, and just any cult thing I listen to, if my expertise as a, as a movie maker, as a journalist is storytelling, the twist in every cult story is I bet. I know why they get out. I bet I, to the outsider, they go, I bet I know why they get out and that's going to push them over the edge. And that's going to push them over the edge. I've never heard one person that left a cult or joined a cult. And I wasn't like, really? That that was it. And it's never the same. And the person next to you who could have, you know, you hear stories of husbands and wives and cults and they left for different reasons. And, And it's, you need always to be,
0: personal it's always unique
1: put hands on a hard body is i guess my message to, to that to that question is you know going and look being nice is, is the other thing um i have an interest in starting as well and i think this is something you can say no on air i don't want this to be like a pressure thing i want to start a comment awareness day i want to start a thing where everyone is takes a second and says why am i commenting and that's another one of my big things is hmm did you take a second to breathe? You know, like there's, there's other days that have been really impactful to, to, to you know, discrimination in the world, like share your salary day or things like that. And I feel like share your comment day. Show people, your, are you proud to show your comments is a thing that, that is actionable. It's outside of the cold thing that I can say whenever I'm on things, which is like commenting is really the heart of this. Spreading ideas without thinking is really the, the heart of this. It's, I, it's something I'm thinking about trying to to organize a thing for, because I think that that would, that would make you more aware of maybe what these people are going through. Have you ever commented in rage is a question I ask someone, you know? And, if you, and we all <laughs> have. Yeah. <Of>
0: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, you know, I, yeah, who, who's, who's had an internet experience who hasn't? You know, you see something that, you know... I am uh, curious, have you, you know, you, you've, you've not dived into the literature or like you mentioned Wikipedia or whatever on this. Have you, have you noted, because you mentioned it a few times now, and I, I got to ask the hypergraphia, you know, the long writing from these guys, that's a mental phenomenon. See, is it? Oh, One
1: yeah. A, I had no idea. One of the things that I really took as a, as a personal thing. And I really want to thank you for asking this question. Cause I know we talked about it a little off mic uh, and I, I showed the seams of the podcast now, but you've set me up perfectly to answer this. I set out with a goal, my role in my team, which is me and really three, three people, me and two other people is my role was to say, I will only use experiences that I've seen with my own eyes. I will only look at source material in, as in terms of, um, if someone if it's the subject of what we're talking about for example if we're talking about someone making videos i will occasionally watch one of their videos before i talk to them but for me i'm i'm observing the phenomena and bringing them to experts and so the i love that today i said this thing and i've talked to an expert and they said that's a thing you you know because i think the thing that you and i clicked with in our first interview at least i did maybe you're more used to people like this is i don't want to be the smartest guy in the room and the great thing about this investigation is i rarely am and so i i've been this is like an awesome moment to show on air i've no one said that yet so what is what is hypergraphia in terms of i guess like hyper writing
0: graphia yeah no it's overwriting. And I, I'm actually only aware of it because it was suspected. I had a podcast years ago where a, a guy who had some biology, you know, evolutionary biology background talked about a condition called temporal lobe epilepsy. It's a form of epilepsy. It was discovered in the 80s. Temporal lobe is this this part of your brain on the sides. And temporal lobe epilepsy, seizures, you know, lesions in the brain over here can cause seizures that are not grand mal seizures where you're, you know, on the floor. The kind of seizures you have with temporal lobe epilepsy involve religious ecstasy or deep religious experiences to the point where a person can imagine or fantasize that they themselves are God or are a deity and they fully believe it this is not some faked condition this is a brain biology condition and it causes or can cause extreme religious thinking or extreme anti-religious thinking we've also seen this uh manifest with atheism in an extreme way Mm -hmm. um but there's lots of other characteristics of this, and hypergraphia is one of them. And we suspected L. Ron Hubbard might suffer from this condition because the man is literally one of the most prolific authors who has ever lived. Mm-hmm. The guy wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And most of what he wrote, he wrote by hand. Or he, you know, or he was out doing his lecturing. So, um, I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of pages Of written materials over the course of a few decades, just with Scientology, much less his pulp fiction from the 20s and 30s all the way through to Battlefield Earth and Mission Earth in the 80s. So this is a man who did not have a problem taking a pen and writing words on a piece of paper, right? And turns out, one of the ways you test for, or could test, uh, survey for people who have te- TLE, temporal lobe epilepsy, is you send them a survey that's only like a page of questions. Yeah. And But you can measure the weight of the envelope of the return. <laughs> and this is how they did it. Back, at, back in the day, they, they would actually survey for this and they would get just, you know, reams of answer back to these simple questions and go, oh, there we go. <laughs> So that's why I say it's a thing. It's, I'm not saying everybody in the, you know, every MGTOW is suffering from temporal lobe epilepsy. I'm saying it's a phenomena that has or could have some interesting explanations behind it.
1: Yeah. Can I ask you, I know you, you just heard about it the other way, but I guess, are there, are there set causes? Are there, you know, set cures? I mean, what's, what's the... Is it oh, just for
0: T- well, TLE has been a recognized condition, and hypergraphia—you could look it up. That's why. I, that's why I was kind of wondering, right? Because I didn't recognize this as a phenomena of this group before we started. I was going to ask you if also. I think we've got the answer already. I was wondering if there had ever been any formal study of these of this group for, for, for from a psychologist. You know, from from a psychological survey.
1: The closest you get is the most forgotten case with MGTOW, which is the one that I talk about a lot, but is the most public on it. The closest you get is the psychologist who examined Chris Hassan during his appeal. Uh, Chris Chris H S H A S S A N was a Coast Guard um, who was ultimately only arrested for, I say only because I don't want to implicate anything that's not true. He was only charged with I am using broad terms, weapons modification and possession of certain drugs. Tramadol was one of them. Um, now, Chris Hassan, notably, was on MGTOW forums. It's one of the reasons MGTOW1 had a problem. That's the first Reddit forum. Chris Hassan's internet warrant involves an entirely different section just for MGTOW because so great was his visits to those websites that it was notable to separate every other thing he did on the internet, going to sniper forums, going to look up things about video games, football, whatever it was. They made a totally separate section for MGTOW because it was thousands of visits to unique forum links and unique sites, Um, some of which are missed. I believe there's some pickup artist websites that aren't always lumped into there that I saw in the other survey into the other warrant so he was in MGTOW he was for sure a MGTOW um and that's the closest you get and in that appeal the psychologist says you know some of the stuff we're saying is true he's scapegoating he's doing this stuff to to to, to create ideations. He's engaging with these certain people in order to feel safe in the world. Um, that's the closest you have to examining them. Other, other than that, quite frankly, the group is fearful of even talking to me. So and I've assured them anonymity. Um, it, it, it's, it's all over the place. And of course they, they are afraid of being doxxed. Right. So a study which requires great care to, know who you are, know your details, know all these things, it's, it's unlikely. Now, if we can, I think we need to make it more open for these people to leave and say, we think you can change, which I know work by better people than me and people like you is helping with that. You can leave and then we'll know, and then we'll know. And uh, one of the issues is, is right now, my, my concern outside of being a journalist, and this is the most above my pay grade I'll go, but I'll say it anyway, um, we're not recognizing that the reason someone does it is because of a mental health thing. And by finding these things that are like a cult, we're hearing things from members saying, oh, ex-members going, yep, that's totally it. We're hearing current members and leaders, we're putting that in front of cult experts and they're going, oh, oh yeah, totally. And so by not calling it an internet trend, and it's, it's the fault of this term we use, we make our own jargon to make it easier, called the long leash of misogyny. Their beliefs, because we allow so much misogyny in the world, it's, it's a real problem, going just slightly outside of that long leash doesn't seem so bad. And we don't take the time to examine why someone is saying this thing because we just attribute it to, well, yeah, they're just slightly off of the things that we allow. And the awareness of that of the group is even there as well. One of, I say this all the time, one of the rules on the MGTOW Reddit is keep misogyny to a minimum a crazy sentence, you know, not, don't do any misogyny. (sighs) John, not, Hey, none of what we say here is misogyny. Nothing we say here is misogyny. We believe this. It's not misogyny. We're not putting down women. We we, we believe it. So it's not misogyny. It's keep misogyny to a minimum. And I think that (laughs) that sentence should inspire people who are, you know, better at this job than me, you know, you and future you who's a psychologist to go, that's not a normal thing to say. You know, that's, that's a little bit weird to say just that. Whatever you believe, that's a weird sentence to say. And uh, I'm hoping that that will help.
0: I wonder if you could, well, let me ask you, you had the, you've, hey, you've been doing this for a year. You've, you've, you've had very open, honest conversations with these folks. I, you know, my first thought was, I doubt that they actually believe that they are misogynistic. What, what would you say to that?
1: yeah the problem is with that, and this is one of the ways that they are hidden in plain sight. the words that we would ask them about that are coded
0: right that's right that's right because because this, this is no different from the trumps the the trumpsters than identifying as deplorables, and that's the only point I want to make about that right It's not about I'm not, I'm not trying to make some statement. it's just the first example that came to mind of taking the enemies description of you and wearing it with pride Mm -hmm. right yeah Um, now you also have absconding with hashtags like the lgbt community (laughs) did with the proud boys which i thought was kind of cool a couple weeks ago but um but this is a little different right this is like identifying as the thing that you are you know and laughing about it because you know you know it's not true yeah right so you use the enemy's words As a badge of honor sort of thing. And that's all. And I was just wondering, is that what you see happen with that word in that culture?
1: If confronted, they would probably do what you say. Um, They they, they have. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When confronted on this, they'll laugh it off if they can't think of an answer around it. Mm -hmm. To them, they... More likely, I mean, and I, I have to, to 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 be honest, in confronting them, I don't really confront them about those terms. Mm-hmm. I I am in being an investigator into this. I very clearly have this clear-headed thing that once we've in, in terms of my role, once we know it's a cult, I don't really care about how they view women. I care about how they're coercing men, because that's the tool. That's just a tool, and so misogyny. And hating women and all those different things. Yes, if, I, if I, I have accused some of them of saying, well, do you think this is this or that or whatever? And, you know, things that typical cult members do, they go, yeah, it's a cult, sure. Yeah, I like it. You know, that type of stuff does happen. But I'm more talking about the co-opting of existing language in terms of, they would turn it around in the same way someone would say the abused cannot be guilty of the same stuff as the abuser because they co-opted feminism because you can directly look at MGTOW and go, this is a feminist ideal. They simply reacted to it and created a MGTOW ideal. You know, (laughs) women, women are unsafe in marriages. Well, that turned into men are unsafe in marriages. And there are these direct co-opting. Some of them come from real things in their lives. Like for example, I got broke. I got cheated on, you know, that's a real thing. Uh, so then it turns into women are cheaters, but it's very, and that's not necessarily one that's directly from feminism, but you can look at their beliefs and go down the list and go, and instead of looking at why it's so wrong, you go, how is that? How did they get to that thing? It's the opposite of feminism. So because they've done that, because they, again a matriarchal society men have it worse you know we should have more rights um and those we are going to get doxxed we are going to be in trouble for resisting the the matriarchy of women we'll get pushed down and, and and discriminated against it's literally just the opposite of feminism in a lot of their things and not all of them believe that but the problem is is that's so loaded that if i were to ask them you really have to dig into what they mean by it. You have to say, well, what do, you, what do you think misogyny is? And they might say something along the lines of, it's saying the truth. It's saying that women are worse than men. It might be saying, oh, it's saying something that isn't true about women, which is one of the interesting things. I'm saying something that's not true about women. Their definition is all over the place. And they, mm-hmm. quite frankly, you only care about defining that word if you care about women. So if I, if I accuse them of these things, which I have no interest in doing, I don't think you'd get a, a, a clear answer. I think well,
0: the reason I bring it up was simply your reaction to it, right? Because you see this 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 tagline or whatever—I don't know where that was. This, you know, just a little misogyny is okay, or whatever that that keep misogyny to a minimum. Yeah, keep misogyny to a minimum. To me, I thought immediately that's an inside joke. Yeah. Because it it says something to you, to other people, that they know is communicating one thing to the outside world that is a virtuous sort of statement. Taboo. Right. But at the same time, you know, yeah, we'll signal a little virtue out there. But at the same time, um, we all know, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We know what we mean, right? And it's interesting to me, of course, that the reality is that if you start talking to every single individual, as you've been doing, you'll get different interpretations.
1: Across the board, yeah.
0: Right, but those interpretations will be, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe those interpretations would be friendly within the community. They would be thing, you know, it would be okay to have misogyny within the community. It's a word that's an acceptable thing to have. Whereas they know in the outside, outside the group, you know, the out group, uh-uh. can't you know they'll accuse you of that and then they'll then they'll cancel you and then they'll come after you and dox you and kill you and ruin your life right so yeah uh you know so in a way they it's a way it's their way of playing with fire you know
1: <laughs> you mentioned humor too i wanted to touch on that just slightly um the word troll is one of the ways that they kind of hide and make no mistake they they're not trolling um they are not doing this to get a rise out of people. There's far too much commitment to do it. The ones of these people that are internet trolls is separate from this. And that's a whole other community of, 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 of people that are having fun in a more dangerous way on the internet. Mm. But it, it, they do use humor to laugh things off. They do know where the line is. Um, and and I, I, point, I, I always have the interviews that are top of my mind Um, But Peter Nolan, I'll use a different one because I've I've already talked about Codename Tom a lot. Peter Nolan would frequently laugh at things I said to him, would frequently laugh and admit to bad behavior, admit to to things that aren't a problem. And that was his way of of sort of getting me to to agree with him or at least make it seem less serious to him. And they use humor, you know, (laughs) as someone in comedy, you get accused a lot of deflecting using humor. So when you really see it, you're like, oh, you know, that, that's what's going on here. So they might wink, wink, nudge, nudge, even to troll people, even not to troll people, but very little of it is funny. And there's a great study um, that I really want to get into and have someone look at that comes up in the Christopher Hassan case, where they talked about what can you do to prove someone will go off of a manifesto and be violent? And one of the things they talked about was humor talked about being able to laugh at your beliefs, but they don't laugh at their beliefs. They laugh at the outside's response to it, which is very different than saying like, you know, yeah, I know. I, know. I keep, I, every time I set up the table, I keep the spoons, you know, the spoons on the left and the forks on the right. Like, I know I'm, I'm a little bit crazy, you know, like I do. It's not laughing at something you do and knowing it's like weird. It's, they're laughing. They're laughing at the response to the outside world. And there's a coded language that exists amongst a lot of groups like this, which is the, the clown world. And so they never are laughing at their beliefs. They're laughing at the clown world, which is a, a coded language across the Internet, uh, which does exist in troll groups as well. But clown world is the ignorance of the outside world. Their beliefs are never funny.
0: Right. Their
1: beliefs are not to be laughed at in, in, in genuine uh, right, if
0: they can do this whole in interacting with the out group, they have to adopt certain customs and communication strategies, etc. Interesting, yeah. very, very interesting. Because you're really just, you know, you're just talking about different manifestations of the us versus them. You That's, know,
1: I, I'm I'm really happy to hear you say that because the, 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 you know, obviously every person that sees it, it's been a lot of patience, but we don't on the internet. It's this weird paradigm where we see that there's an us versus them going on. And yet somehow when we suggest something like, yeah, this is a group, they deny that they're a group. When we say it's a cult, not only do they deny it, everyone is kind of like, how could it be that way? So it's, it's really rewarding to hear that from people because it's a very, it's a tough journey. And all I'm trying to do is point out, like take care on where you go on the internet, you know, <laughs> ask people what they're doing on the internet. Like don't assume, because you mentioned hive mind and a big thing that we hear a lot is trolls on the internet, commenters on Twitter. And I, well, this is my, I'll beat this with a dead horse. Which one, mm-hmm. what did they do before that? What did they do after that? And that's the type of thinking we need to have when you get attacked in real, in the real world, someone comes up to your house and screams at you attacked verbally. Let's say in this case, you don't go, Oh, the people who yell at me outside my house, you go, no, no, no. It was, it was, Kevin, Kevin came to my that guy. He's right there. That guy came to my house and yelled at me. But for some reason, we look at the internet and we go, "The internet did it." <laughs> We're not holding responsibility to 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 to, to people. Um, and I well, so I like, thank you a lot for saying that.
0: Yeah. Well, it sucks because you because cause this is the internet. This is your interaction with the internet, right? So who is this? It's anybody and everybody. So. You know, it's, it, it, it removes the human connection. It really is great point and, and definitely true. I think we're going to move toward wrapping up right now. I think we have covered a lot of territory with this. I'm very happy with the territory we did cover about this and your insights on it. Very interesting. Very, very helpful to dissect the mind of people who are in these groups and how they work. And, and it's interesting and Uh, pleasing to me that your response to this is, hey, you know, you have seen, I am sure, over the last year, some very, very interesting comments. And And yet you can come out the other side of that still in progress on it saying, be nice, interact, find out who these people are, have honest communication with them, and you'll actually maybe make some headway Whereas if you mislabel them, misthink about them, you know, miscategorize them, you're doing yourself and them and the world at large a bit of a disservice. And I think that's where accuracy in this really does come into play, and why I I, I feel like education on this is important. So, um, so cool. Thank you for doing that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we did, I'm glad we did something right. And you know, it's it's having to toe the line a little bit. We you know we we. we we want to give voice to the idea that these are ridiculous beliefs. And when we talk about the ridiculousness of them, we talk about the, the ridiculousness of how much they're being abused, the ridiculousness of the things that they say that are, are you know harmful and des- designed to be harmful to men and women, victims of abuse and things like that. And we may, but the people themselves, the people themselves, until they act badly, until they act in a way that we can't, deal with then they they we are we are here with open arms you know we've been in this position of keeping the lines of communication open with them and closing them whenever we feel as though our mental health may be at stake it's it's a spectrum no one can be perfect no one's going to be able to just be perfectly nice to the people saying this stuff but you need to give them a chance you need to to give them a a soft landing as it were because otherwise they won't go they won't go anywhere If we don't say, this is a cult, you are safe to leave, tell me about your story, they'll just stay. They'll say, the outside world won't accept what I've done and what I still believe because I'm stuck.
0: Um, That's right.
1: That's
0: That's right. Well, you make a great point because belief is not action. And just because somebody is saying words that are horrible doesn't mean you have to kick them out of your life or call them names back. They're just talking. When it's at that stage, you can still do something about it, in other words. You know, when they've gone off to get the gun and, and hurt someone, and I'm not saying all these people are going in that direction at all, at all, at all, at all. I'm just saying that when that happens, we always trace it back to why didn't somebody connect with this person earlier and talk them out of that bullshit? Why didn't somebody act? Well, how come somebody couldn't? Well, actually, if you start looking into their lives, you're going to find out that lots of people interacted with them in an extremely negative fashion and pushed them right into what they did. And is that everybody's fault? No. It's just the way the world works. And maybe we can change that, you know? And that's that's where I'm going. So thanks very much, Mike, for uh, your help with this today and for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I guess I'll get a link... um, To your podcast yeah
1: hashtag cult.org we just produced um an animation that'll be out probably by the time people see this um about the very nature of why people get into cults there's all of our raw interviews are there so i'm sure fans of your show that really want to educate themselves raw uncut interviews with members experts um rachel bernstein dr drew hort richards you soon um uh, we'll, we'll try to put up the uncut interviews as much as we as much as we can um, so that you have it. And then there's cut interviews, there's the podcast, there's information about what we consider a hashtag cult, all, all there on the website and, and uh, definitely information on MGTOW, hashtag or, or MGTOW is which we also, we also own, but it's hashtag cult podcast on all podcatchers. Awesome. And I normally don't do plugs. I want to say this, this is the first <laughs> time in my life I've done plugs because most of what I do is about like comedy jokes and pet documentaries. This is the first time I do plugs because I, I really believe this is something we can change. And I really think people should like go and say something nice or whatever, or interact and get this. We need it. Someone pointed out, you need the same zeal of ending this problem of ending the problem of cults as you do that the cult members have when it comes to the internet. And so I'm, I'm more hoping to inspire people. My show is less important than sort of fixing. So I never do plugs. I always make fun of anybody when they tell me <laughs> to do plugs. And so there's people watching this podcast right now going like, that dude, he was on my show. And he was like, why would you plug anything? And I made fun of it for like 10 minutes and made jokes. I used to have a song I did to make fun of plugs. I was the worst, but I actually believe in this. And instead of my other stuff, I want you to go and find out about and change the world. That's, that's awesome. my.
0: Plug, well, excuse me. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, like I said, thank you very much. And uh, folks out there, hope you found this interesting, entertaining, informative, uh, you know, possibly educational in some fashion or another. And uh, I hope you will help contribute to this show because, uh, well, honestly, we could use it. Keeping the lights on and the show going does cost. And so if you join us on Patreon, you will be helping us with that effort. Any amount will help and do. Thank you very much for that. And of course, you can always send a one-off through PayPal if you want. Links to all of this in the description section below here on YouTube. All right, guys. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.